Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why short-term pleasures are important for your well-being, what astronomers call a star within a star, and how science found the culprit for your smelly armpits. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Goals require some sacrifice, right? I mean, the idea is that passing on short-term pleasures in order to meet our long-term goals will make us happier, healthier, better people. So the more self-control we have, the more likely we'll be to get in shape, eat healthier, and learn new skills. And then, when we've met those goals, we'll be better people, right? Well, that's the popular opinion, anyway. But according to new research, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, we need to do some rethinking. This research suggests that short-term pleasures contribute to well-being just as much as self-control. Great news for the Mountain Dew I had from the fridge earlier today. (laughs) Over the course of five studies, researchers from Switzerland and the Netherlands measured how well-being was related to something they call hedonic capacity. Basically, a person's ability to engage in and enjoy purely pleasurable activities. It sounds like everybody would ace that test, right? Well, but not so fast. A good portion of people found it hard to enjoy pleasurable activities because they couldn't stop thinking about the stuff they should be doing instead. And the lower a person's hedonic capacity, the lower their well-being. According to psychologists, those intrusive thoughts get in the way of giving your body rest and relaxation. You know, stuff it actually needs to function. People who don't have those kinds of intrusive thoughts and can relax on the couch in the middle of the day without stressing about it are less likely to have depression or anxiety and tends to enjoy greater overall well-being. And that's not just in the short term, but in the long term, too. So what's a goal-oriented person to do? Well, the solution isn't just to give in to everyday pleasures and forget about having goals entirely. Both are important to living a full, healthy life. But the researchers suggest consciously planning time for both. If the pleasure is scheduled, you may be able to more fully enjoy it. That's become especially important now that many people are working from home. The office is now the same as the bedroom, or the dining room, or the living room, and hopefully not the bathroom. And that can make it hard to leave thoughts of work behind when you're trying to relax at night. While scientists haven't found a fail-safe fix to this problem, the study authors think it's a good idea to set time boundaries for work and play in order to keep them separate. But don't skimp on the good things in life. After all, they're what makes life worth living. There's some seriously weird stuff in the universe. One of the weirdest, if you ask me, is what's known as a Thorn-Zhitkov object, or TZO for short. It's a star inside another star. And this isn't just some theoretical idea, either. Astronomers have actually detected one. Here's the inside scoop on this turducken of the stars. Stars are basically element factories. Their cores fuse hydrogen atoms into helium, helium into beryllium, and so on down the periodic table until they get to iron. When a moderately-sized star runs out of hydrogen, it starts to expand into what's called a red supergiant. 
But when a really massive star works through all the elements until it starts fusing iron, its core caves in on itself. Then the entire thing explodes in a giant supernova, leaving behind a super dense object called a neutron star. So to sum up, a medium-sized star near the end of its life is a red supergiant. A super dense star leftover from a huge star explosion is a neutron star. So the prevailing theory of how a TZO forms is that a red supergiant star essentially swallows a tiny neutron star, which spirals into the center of the larger star and makes a home in its core. Wild, right? But scientists can't identify a TZO just by looking at it. Instead, they use their knowledge of the elements within the object to detect each one with its unique light spectrum. See, the elements created by a garden-variety red supergiant are predictable. But when a red supergiant has a neutron star in its core, those elements change a little bit. Specifically, the researchers who discovered the first TZO noticed that its particular light spectrum pointed to excess amounts of rubidium, lithium, and molybdenum. That's pretty close to what physicist Kip Thorne and astronomer Anna Zhitkov predicted when they theorized the existence of Thorne-Zhitkov objects in 1975. It just goes to show that if you can imagine it somewhere out there in the universe, it probably exists. So you're saying there's aliens? I mean, somewhere out in the universe, sure. Definitely. Not definitely. <laughs> they just probably haven't visited us. Or we haven't visited them. Dun, dun, dun. That, that is also true, yes. Scientists have sniffed out some of the molecular machinery behind body odor, and they've discovered the enzyme responsible. This little molecule is what one species of bacteria uses to make your sweat stink. Get ready to learn about the BO enzyme. Now, pretty much every part of the body, including the armpits, is home to its own complex community of bacteria called a microbiome. Sounds familiar. But just a handful of those bacteria are responsible for producing the chemical compounds that we know as body odor. Those chemicals belong to a smelly class called thioalcohols. And microbes produce them after chowing down on other compounds found on your skin. Yeah, they're basically bacteria farts. One species in particular appears responsible for the smells. It's called Staphylococcus hominis, and it takes an odorless compound found in underarm sweat and turns it into one specific, very stinky thioalcohol. When the researchers looked closely at that chemical transformation, they found that one specific enzyme is responsible for the malodorous makeover. The researchers double-checked their conclusion by inserting the enzyme into a species of bacteria that's related to S. hominis, but that doesn't ordinarily produce smelly thioalcohols. After chowing down on some sweat molecules, the bacteria produced a stench that gave the researchers the uh, confirmation they needed. The research offers insight into the past and may chart a course to a brighter, better-smelling future. The researchers were able to figure out that S. hominis has been carrying the BO enzyme around for about 60 million years, and that's way before modern humans came onto the scene. That means the stink may have played an important role in social communications among our ancestors. It may have even influenced aspects of our own evolution. But just because it was important in our past doesn't mean body odor has to be part of humanity's future, thankfully. 
The scientists behind this work hope that identifying the underlying biochemistry might help engineers develop deodorants that specifically target the bacteria responsible for body odor. Those products might last longer and cause less collateral damage to the vast majority of microbes that are just hanging out, minding their own business, and maybe even helping their human hosts. Here's to a less stinky future. Well, let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that short-term pleasures contribute to well-being just as much as self-control does. So if you want to watch that show or eat that ice cream instead of, you know, cleaning the house, go ahead and do it. Life is short. But also, if you're like me, you probably have trouble doing that because the idea of all the other things that you need to be doing won't leave your head. And that makes it really hard to fully enjoy those things. So maybe schedule time for those short-term pleasures. So then you give yourself an excuse. I know we joke a lot about how many video games I play, which really isn't that many. But I think it's just Final Fantasy. That's, that's the only one that I know you play. It really is just Final Fantasy games for the most part. But I, I have an extremely hard time with this to where if I'm like, oh, I want to read more books. There was a several month period where I would sit down and every time I sat down and play a video game, I felt so bad about it. I was just like, I could be reading a book. I could be doing this other goal. I could be cleaning this thing. I could be getting ready to paint this room in the new house. Like, it was really, really bad. And scheduling is one good way to help. And another way to help is just realize that sometimes you just need a break. Definitely. I mean, I didn't even have a video game system for this exact reason. Because I was like, no, that's that's a waste of time. I, I need to be doing other things. And now that I do... I suffer from that, too. I have real guilt when I play. And so, you know, I feel like the quarantine has been good for that, though, because there is nothing else I can do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just got to realize you no one can be at 100 percent productivity and 100 percent self-improvement all the time. I mean, maybe some people can, but like sometimes you just need to sit down and veg out, just have some snacks, you know, watch a show, just do whatever like. You're allowed to waste time because it's your time to waste. Right. And we also learned that stars can swallow other stars. Yep, that red supergiant can devour a neutron star, leaving us with one fantastic superstar. <laughs> I want to hear you pronounce it. Pronounce it, Cody. Zorn Thicktow. No. <laughs> Thorn, Thorn Zhitkov. Yes. And we learned that we finally got to the bottom of why humans can get such fabulously pungent BO. A type of bacteria called Staphylococcus hominis lives in our armpits. And once it eats up some salty sweat, it unleashes its potent stench on your defenseless nostrils. Gotta say, deodorant, one of the few personal care products that I have not forgotten to use during quarantine. I cannot confirm or deny that. Because... <laughs> I haven't been in the same room with you this entire time. I haven't been in the same room with you in like six months. And by the time I'm back from paternity leave, it's going to be like pretty much all of a year. 2020, yeah. Basically, yeah. Wow. It's weird. Yeah. Strange times. Strange times. Today's stories were written by Ashley Hamer, Kelsey Dunk, and Grant Curran, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff, Sonia Hodgen, and Natalia Reagan. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Go enjoy some little short-term pleasure. Treat yourself. 
Then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.